Hello, guys. Let's talk food. This is the chairman. Our topic today is food availability affects your quality of life. So, um, the last course I took a master's program focused on sustainability, and I did learn quite a lot about um quality of life, sustainability, and quite a few things out there and. There are things that don't come up in a daily life as they normally would, you know, if you're not in that situation. Fast forward to <laughs> a few days ago. Well, while social distancing, of course, I decided to visit a friend. And, uh, you know, the neighborhood is not, of course, is not the best and everything. So, but... What happened was we tried to order something and I first of all went on Uber Eats. I saw like, you know, a bunch of fast foods, nothing that I really wanted to eat. Actually, that day I was looking for seafood and I didn't find anything. And um, we went ahead, tried Grubhub and nothing. Of course, we could have gotten you know, stuff through Postmates. But the thing is, Postmates will deliver to you what's available. They don't have to have like a partnership with the restaurant or whatever, but they're still going to, they're only limited to what's in the neighborhood. And honey, it was bad. It was not good at all. I didn't want a bunch of fries. I didn't want a bunch of fried fried chicken and everything. And that was when, like, it began to occur to me that I was like, wait, so if you lived in a certain kind of place and you wanted freshly made seafood, nicely made, or, you know, something really nice to eat, you wouldn't be able to get it. You would have to, I don't know, probably drive to places where those things are made only to, you know, to bring it home and everything And that really had me thinking, how does food availability affect one's quality of life? I know this, um, this is not even like, um, for some people, this is not an issue. But I do know that definitely for me, living in a certain environment, this would be an issue. I do know that for some people, it will be an issue because... How are you going to like ever so much? Like, are you going to eat home cooked meals every day? Are you going to just keep branching to like restaurants that your favorite restaurants on your way back from work? Just so you can eat something like what happened to having food, you know, delivered to you at a comfort of your own home without having to do too much about it. So I took to the internet and I started researching and I came across this article written actually in 2017 titled, Why is there so much fast food in poor urban areas? So apparently in the past, there have been like a few um people that have thought of like opening up um you know, like gourmet or nicer restaurants in certain neighborhoods only to find out, you know, from their investment partners and everything that it's not feasible 
Not feasible does not mean that they didn't want to do it. They had the intention of doing it, only to find out that the money pretty much will be going down the drain. Now, um, statistically, I mean, I'm not the one who conducted the experiment or whatever, but um, it's been said that the most nutritious burger, based on the article on Earth, won't help you if you don't want to eat it. So it seems as if um, it's been implied that people who live in these neighborhoods would rather eat food that is unhealthy rather than eat something else completely different. Which I don't know how true that is, but I find it hard to believe that, you know, someone who lives in a neighborhood will not want, you know, oyster and, you know, all those good stuff and everything. So you could say, okay, maybe they might not be able to afford it. That's actually another point that the article, the people who wrote the article were trying to make because... Think about it. When you're going to open up a business, you go to, you know, an environment or a community where you do know that profit is assured. So let's say you want to make like a um, a whole foods restaurant, you know, more more vegan and plant-based, you know, plant-based food. You're not going to go to um, a predominantly black neighborhood. Um, I would say predominantly black or predominantly Latino or should I say for lack of better words, I would say the ghetto. Um, you're not gonna take a vegan or plant based restaurant to a neighborhood like that when you have the option of doing it in maybe like a gentrified or upper scale neighborhood because that's your market because the first thing in business is you're told to ask your question who am i trying what's my market who are going to be my customers who is going to afford this product those are the people you focus your market employees towards so in a situation where only a few people are going to want to eat the food you find out that these restaurants actually are not doing anything, you know, to like bring it to the neighborhoods because it's not going to favor the business. It's not, you know, the triple bottom line and everything is not, in fact, it's just not going to make sense at the end of the day, if you get what I mean. So, um, but the truth of the matter is, you know, that has me thinking like, how do we feel? How do we fill in the divide? How do we fill in the gap? How do we take care of this problem that has eaten through the society? Because the friend of mine who I went to visit was like, yeah, this is what she has to go through. And it's not funny. You know, of course, she's she's moving in a couple of months and everything. And that's actually one of the reasons informing the move. Yeah. Her rent is cheaper and everything, but it's not fun. And God knows, like, it wasn't fun for that one day. I don't know how many days I have to be there. I was, you know, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't know how many days I'm going to have to be in such an environment 
not to have develop like a strong negative reaction. The um thing about this is one needs to think about you know societal problems and things and these things and ways to bridge the gap for these for dietary needs because there are people who I believe in those environments that actually would eat things that are on burger, fried chicken and fries and you know a lot of fried unhealthy stuff and stuff and it's very important. So um I think <laughs> for someone who's actually out there looking to start a business, um you might actually look into doing uh something like that. Basically getting cleaner and better foods to certain neighborhoods. Or actually even like being a niche delivery company. See, now I gave you a business idea. So um food is not something uh food industry is not something I'm particularly interested in. But when it does affect <laughs> when it does affect my life then I notice, you know, I notice. So um how do we feel the gap in the system? Some say always oh, the government, some say no, but people take their businesses where it's gonna yield for them. You're not going to be opening um let me see a fried chicken restaurant and it's not like gourmet fried chicken is not um any specialty fried chicken, just fried chicken and you take it to the mid somewhere in the middle of Manhattan. You I don't know, you everybody there is health conscious. You are going to be on your own. So whereas you take it to an environment where people there actually do enjoy eating it, you will make your money. But the thing is there is a big divide. And this I say I dare say would affect my quality of life because I don't think I would be completely happy living in an environment where seafood is not easily accessible to me. So um this is worth something worth thinking about. We should definitely give it a thought and see where it leads us. So this is just me thinking over myself. So you have a nice rest of your day. This is the chairman. See you next time. Bye.